Sky Sports genuinely, would kill them. Genuinely, would kill them. Type into Google how big is the soccer pitch at at Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Get the dimensions. Train on a field that is that size. <laughs> For a yeah. week and still come and get your ass beat the first half to me i think was super telling of where we're at we now just have to like capture that essence and spread it across you know at least 70 at least 80 minutes so that we can you know put games out of reach it, i felt like two nil was out of reach you know i, I texted you i think at halftime and i was like you asked for the statement win yeah and i was like and you're getting it obviously the paths have been built for players to go into coaching mm-hmm. which is great it's helping the game a lot you see rooney's guardiola's all these guys there needs to be that for refereeing because it, it's getting a little ridiculous. Time is slowing down. <laughs> when I see Santi chasing down the ball and then I shift my look, I, okay, it's just the keeper. No defenders are going to get to Santi. It's just up to him to beat him. And I've seen it one too many times that that ball does not end up a goal. All right, episode 93, the, the, the old... Alfaro special? Yeah, the old Alfaro Alfaro? The old Tony Alfaro episode. Um, I think we just found out the only number 93 we've had on the team. Um, and kind of fitting because, you know, the guy might get some go this week uh, with Chano away on international duty. Um, we'll obviously get into that, do a little bit of Houston Dynamo preview. But, um, I mean, the, the main thing on the docket is kind of recapping that DC United game. Um, what we were hoping would be a, a statement win. Um, but, you know, I guess, what do you think generally about the game? Yeah, I mean, there are statements made, um, none really having to do with, with what I wanted. I wanted a statement win, you know, um, 3-0, something along those lines, 3-0, 3-1, um, you know, something that really shows not only that, that we have the potential, we, all we've been able to talk about is potential because we've not seen anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted something to talk about uh, and and just say that this team went out and smashed somebody. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's not what happened necessarily. I think Santi had a statement game for sure. Santi had a, a you know the type of game where he you know he can kind of turn back to the people who were doubting him. And, uh, me, me, yeah, one say, of them. Like, <laughs> we asked we asked for exactly that type of performance, that that game changing performance, um, and that's exactly what he gave us with the goal and the assist. Um, Chano, I'm kind of happy to see him get a little rest this week. I'm not gonna lie, just the with, with that goal from Benteke. Obviously, he's he's one of the most dangerous players in the world mm-hmm. with his head. Um, you know, it's hard to to blame somebody, but you look at the effort from Chano on that goal. It's just not there. It looked like an old man, like I don't know, trying to defend himself, like fight back, like yeah. just do something. Uh, so that was, it was unfortunate to see, and we love Chano here. Um, it was just unfortunate to see that lack of effort and like it looked like his legs were tired mm-hmm. already, you know, at that point. So what and did I think, you think I think yeah, I mean that was coming out of the second half too. I think, you know, really early on in the game, uh, I think you're right. Maybe Chanel's legs got tired because it was obviously it was another tale of two halves. It was like that against Miami, uh, and now it was like that against DC, except in Miami we saved it for the second half and in or yeah, Miami we saved it for the second half. This we had it in the first half and I think it was uh, somebody commented on the the highlights video on YouTube that um, NYCFC put up, and they're like, "If we could string together two halves, <laughs> like we would be such an incredibly dangerous team." Um, and uh, that's what we looked like in the first half. I thought Chanel actually looked good. He was like hustling. He was keeping up with Ruan. I think on one 
one uh one play early on very early Ruan, yeah but <laughs> Ruan is like down the wing and like right. uh Chano is like keeping pace with him makes a perfect tackle to like deny the opportunity um and I was like oh wow this is you know this is great hopefully this is what we're gonna see from you know Chano the entire game and then obviously you alluded to the the goal already but um I just think it's I think it's interesting that DC, I think, is a lot stronger than we expected. We treated them, at least in the way that we talked about them, the same way as sort of like a get-right opportunity like Chicago was. Um, and in both cases, both teams came out, and they actually like gave us a, a real fight. Um, and we fought back, at least for the first half. We really, I mean, we did end up winning, right? But the first half, to me, I think, was super telling of where we're at. We now just have to like capture that essence and spread it across, you know, at least 70, at least 80 minutes um, so that we can, you know, put games out of reach. It, I felt like 2-0 was out of reach. You know, I, I texted you, I think, at halftime, and I was like, you asked for the statement win. Yeah. And I was like, and you're getting it. And Which then almost a kiss of death. <laughs> I know. Look at it. And then 46th minute. Then we you went know. on to lose 2-0, I guess, at that point. Yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah. right. So, yeah, I mean, it was just... Well, 2-1, because Tiago comes in. 2-1, That's yeah, a whole other right. conversation, but... Right. Um, yeah, no, I think you hit it right on the head. I, but um, when you when you look at the guy on the other side, which is one thing that I was telling you, it's, it was extra hard to miss this game um, mm-hmm. in person because as a United fan, Wayne Rooney, being just being in the same room as him would have been insane. Well, I was going to say, last week you had Phil Neville right. in the flesh in front of you. Um, which and then... the lower the lower Neville. Yeah, right, to right. To be fair, still a United <laughs> boy. Um but yeah, to to have been in the same room as Rooney would have been. Um, and then it bubbled up on Twitter. Some I don't know who it was. Some some city fan uh, account said, uh, you know, big props to Cushing. You know, once a blue, always a blue. To take out two man, you men really? in back. Yeah, three with Beckham. With Beckham. <laughs> yeah, in in back to back weeks uh, is beautiful. And yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I think Cushing, he's doing the right things. I think he's getting as much as he can out of the players for it to be early season um well yeah that's that's what i was yeah. just gonna say about rooney was you're you're talking about a, a team led by rooney who you saw one of one of the best plays in mls history was by him mm-hmm. um in terms of effort that's what you're gonna get from a wayne rooney team is if anything you know if they're not the best players in the world they're gonna act, absolutely put the best effort out there and they went, they went the full 90 minutes trying to win it. Yeah. Um, burn bomb, tried to kill Keaton. Um, I don't know, know how and, and that's you, not You foul. don't know how, you know, when, when you see it, you see your guy get hurt. Obviously, that sucks. Um, but on the flip side of it, that's like you just see that effort in the 90th minute and you, you have to applaud it. And that's really what, what Rooney does. It's just what he's inspiring his team to do, which is cool. Um, it just gave us a really hard time. More than I thought it would. Well, and it was it was obvious that it was going to be a tough second half. I think um, when we come out of halftime and Rooney makes three subs, it's like all right, they do not care about anything like other than winning. Um, you know, upsetting us in front of in front of our own fans and everything. Right. Um, and More they that get back from Beckham. Yeah, and then when you when you get that goal, I mean, instantly it's you know all the all the negative thoughts flood in. Um, and then ultimately, yeah, burn bomb equalizes on what what should not have been a goal potentially, or at least, I don't know. I don't really know what you do in that situation. Um, but all I know is that earlier in the game, there was a, the similar foul where it was not called or where it was called on us. And then it was not called on them. And it's just, you know, when you, 
I don't know. That's that's one of the consistent things with our shows. I feel like like we're always talking about a ref. Uh, it was yeah. this dude's like fifth game ever as an MLS ref, which you just don't you don't love to see it. Like you don't love to see these guys getting calls wrong like week in and when week out. It's just too yeah. Much. Well, it sucks for us too because we don't want to be those people. You know, we don't want right. to be. Arsenal fan TV. I've, I've said that a million times in my life, and I genuinely like <laughs> the idea. I'm mean, obviously successful for a reason, but I, I don't. I would never want to have that platform. I would never want to have that type of negativity. Um, negativity all the time, and yeah, I just. But but when you're put in the situation where every single week you have to sit back and go. Yeah, it was a terrible decision. And then the refs have to come out later and be like, yeah, that was a bad decision. We shouldn't have done that. Yeah, we have to run the Pringles instant replay on YouTube you know, and be like, just... call our own league a joke to all of our fans. It's, you know, it gets it's, silly. It's annoying. And so across the board, there just needs to be better refereeing, better consistent refereeing. And I mean, there's even talks of that in Europe going on right now with, you know, um, I mean, a lot of it surrounding United. Um, I mean, all sports. Yeah, the NFL. I, every yeah, everywhere. There's just a lack of what people would perceive as good refereeing, and it's honestly, it's a lack of of a pathway for players to be the ones getting into those positions. Mm-hmm. Um, there needs to be some pathway. Not only, I think, obviously, the paths have been built for players to go into coaching. Mm-hmm. which is great it's helping the game a lot you see Rooney's Guardiola's all these guys there needs to be that for refereeing because it, it's getting a little ridiculous yeah I mean I'm not sure what the the structure is either for MLS I know like the big talk with the NFL is or at least maybe in the future like a lot of those guys like NFL or refereeing was like their side job which to me I never knew that <laughs> until I think like yeah. Pat McAfee probably mentioned it on his podcast but it was just like insane to think like this dude is a lawyer and then like on his weekends he's gonna go like you know ref an nfl playoff game or something yeah. and like that's not, that's take... his side gig is like refing right or he's a lawyer and, and on sunday he's got to go ref the super bowl right like that's insane to me um so i think there i think what you know other people have said is like there's room uh, and you know i'm saying all this without uh, properly knowing what the the committee or what the organization i guess of pro referees looks like whether these guys are like full-time what the situation is i i think they like huddle up weekly at the very least and they review plays and i've heard they they have conversations um and refs can kind of i think they might establish like a grading system um and depending on where they fall into that it kind of uh affects the gravity of games in the future whether it's a playoff game a cup game that they can be a part of um which is a good thing to have in place um, but just, you know, being more consistent with it. And and if we're ever going to VAR, like, and I'll give them props because VAR has gotten it wrong before, but there was, like, no way that that Talis and Kufre, um and ultimately Keaton, who we can touch on, that that should have even been considered to be a no goal. I mean, there's, there's no chance on the field it should even get called. It wasn't close. Yeah. I just think if you have more refs and more pl- more players who want to be refs, even if it's something, you know, there's so many in every single league there's a million players that don't make it Mm -hmm. but that have love for the game who have played at a high level you need to have at least played at a high level um in my opinion to to even touch a field yeah and in the same way that you know if a ref goes and costs somebody three games or three points yep that ref should be suspended for three games or whatever it is whatever there needs to be repercussions for 
referees who who make bad calls. Yeah. Plain and simple, and it's you know not to bully them, but I was gonna say this is like a build. <laughs> this is a build. I don't think we've ever quite gone in, and it's funny like that we are now because really there was nothing too egregious no, we, like we in won this at game. The end of the day, but yeah, it's um it does build up. It's a, it's it's the build up, and it's the hot topic at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it happens for all teams. I mean, even myself, like watching the instant replays for other teams around the league, like it does suck to see you know even if it is like a Philly or like you know somebody that we hate getting wrongfully called. You know, I want them to lose. Uh, by their own dismay. I don't want, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, cause, cause then I'm going to really pile on you. Like, I don't want their fans to have things to be like, oh yeah, the ref costed us that game when right. I am trying to talk shit to them. So, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's the right thing to do to like straighten it all out. Um, But I've been talking about that one play that did end up going to VAR. Obviously Talez, um got his first goal of the season from the nine position. Um, Like you said, we weren't at the game. So commentary, uh, they touched on Talas at the nine a number of times. I think Kalen Carr mentioned very early in the game he didn't think that Talas was a nine. And then uh, he applauded him for doing the right thing that a nine would be doing um, in that specific situation. Um, and then we have another player come in late in the game, Tiago, um, who has not been around since week one and score from the nine position too. Um, and it it makes you feel better about how things are looking, I guess. Yeah, well, when I heard the commentary... Obviously, you heard my reaction, which was not. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't positive because I just felt like it was something to say when you have nothing to say, mm-hmm. um, which may be a negative view on it, but it's just, you know, it it goes back to the idea of missing the Ian and Joe commentary because they actually know the club. Yeah. And when they say things, you, you don't have that reaction because, you know, they put time into the into knowing everything about the club, knowing the players, and not and not just being like, "Oh, this is a hot topic." Like, let me just bring it up in in this moment. Um, yep. Because I felt like that goal meant everything, and it meant nothing at the same time. Um, it, it was equally very very important for Talas to be in that position to finish the goal, to be in a proper nine spot, and do what a nine does. Uh, it was super big for his confidence, super big for the team to have created the goal. Yep. Um, but it means nothing if he never does it again. So right. we're kind of at the, the at that point where, you know, we want to see it happen a few times before we give him his flowers. And it seemed like the takeaway from it too was the big part of it was Keaton's ball that he played yeah. to Kufre, which was uh I mean it was insane. The the defense splitting, you know, placing it perfectly for Kufre to come in and make something happen. And he shout out to Kufre too. I haven't seen many people talk about that, but like that's obviously his right. first contribution um, to the club in terms of getting on a score sheet um, and you know he did he did what he was set to do right. in that position that's what he's, he's supposed to be doing um, and it's what we've touted him uh, with him coming to the club that he is going to be that wing back um, that is better at attack but can handle defense as needed um, and you know that's what we've seen out of him um, so I, I guess I'm happy for him to get on the score sheet too it's it's going to be important to get these guys going, to get our stars going. We know we have Talis score. We have Santi goal and an assist. It's good to get the most important pieces of your team, like, into form. I mean, yeah. that's what we need. I, more than anything, I know Talis is going to have those those chances again. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in those positions again. He's going to score them again. I, full, I fully believe that. Um, that's why I'm not putting so much weight on that. And I think the more weight that we do put on it, the more weight that he's going to end up feeling. Yeah. Um, the, the really the weight that we need to be focused on is Santi yeah. to get to really as much as we we um, went at his legs like 
and knocked him down all last week and the week before that, we really need to build Santi up right now as mm-hmm. much as we can so that we keep seeing those performances. That Honestly, like, he is going to be the heartbeat of the team going forward. He he needs to be the maxi. Yep. And we need to treat him like a maxi when he does well, um, like he did the, this weekend, um, which was just the goal and the assist, obviously perfect. Um, the ball that was played to Santi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was GP. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous, ridiculous ball. Um, obviously cut the team wide open and in – you expect a player of his quality to, to finish that. Yeah, and we've had we've had situ we had way more than enough situations that time is slowing down. <laughs> when I see Santi chasing down the ball, and then I shift my look, I, okay, it's just the keeper. No defenders are going to get to Santi. It's just yeah. up to him to beat him. And I've seen it one too many times that that ball does not end up a goal. Right. Um. So I, I'm kind of preconditioned to, you know, have the oh no, especially at this point. They've now uh, they've equalized right, so it, it's um it's extra pressure on it. Um, and yeah, I think the the composure to finish it. It's it's interesting, man. It's going to be interesting to see if Santi can kind of fill this this maxi role because obviously that's a massive massive hole in the team. Yeah, in more games like this is going to give us and himself more confidence mm-hmm. in the fact that he can be that role. Um, you know, I almost I, I hate at this point to keep bringing it up and call it the maxi role because that that sets such a high ceiling on it mm-hmm. you know like i mean do you think chicago bulls fans are calling you know the shooting guard position the, the jordan role <laughs> the new, yeah you know it's kind of like at what point do you kind of get over it and move on when the shoes are like too big to fill yeah it's like it's like you know they're they're not sitting there going yeah well we need somebody for this jordan role yeah you know, it's it's at some point you kind of got to move on, but yeah, we do need a ten um, if we're going to operate in a system that that requires one. Hopefully, Santi is that guy. Yeah, and if if not, uh, you know, worst case scenario, uh, we saw we all saw the news that um, PSV ended up extending uh, Ledesma's contract, and that was as far as everybody had reported, like Tom Bogert. Uh, uh, NYCFC sources well they were talking about PSV was not going to allow Ledesma to leave on loan unless he had established a long-term contract with them um, and PSV ends up announcing that they did announce a contract and then they say he will be leaving on loan right and then it's radio silence right and it's like which is a little weird because you think at this point is it NYC like does NYCFC have the, I think they like Wednesdays for announcements that's the thing I mean I honestly thought today like I didn't want to record today. last night because I was almost 100% sure it was coming out today and I was like I don't want to be behind the news when this comes out. Right. And then and then they don't announce it and like also does NYCFC have like the nuts to tell PSV like you cannot announce what's happening. It's like we're going to get that like to do that. Probably probably. That just seems crazy to me. I I'm sure they're they filmed something. Like there's there's been no like typically we have we lean on other teams, beat reporters and sources to kind of inform us of what's happening with our club. Yeah. Cause there's so little that, that city football group allows outside of their, right. sp- allows out. Um, and like, there's even been nothing from PSV of, of confirmations, I guess, in terms of like, he is definitely coming here. Um, but they say loan. And then we all kind of just assume because that's, but what's the right. rumor bills? I'm been? assuming they're still, cause, cause there was essentially, that was the first condition mm-hmm. of him coming here. Um, was his contract needed to be extended. Um, the next point is paying off 
uh, RSL yeah. for his rights, which maybe RSL's putting up a fight for it. I was going to say, if I'm RSL, I'm just like sticking it to you just yeah, like to weaken not... somebody in the league. Yeah. Um, even knows? if I don't want Ledesma. Who knows? Who knows? We might. I don't know. Can they force us to trade somebody? I don't really know how that works. I, I don't know either. Um, but I'm assuming that's what's either that hasn't been handled yet because I haven't seen a report that that has been done. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming MLS news folks would announce that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't seen that yet. And I'm assuming that they're still going to have to film some type of something subway related where they're going to deliver him a pizza box. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Of a, of jersey. a contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, if, if it doesn't happen by Thursday, I honestly wouldn't expect it until maybe like the next week, maybe Saturday or next week. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting. And then, you know, it would be insane as an NYCFC podcast, not to talk about kind of the tornado that took place, um, with, with MLS buzz, obviously a pretty prominent Twitter account. Uh, oof, just, I don't know if he was like coordinated with the athletic who ended up releasing like an article the next day that talked a lot about us and playing at home and everything. But for whatever reason, he just decided to go in on uh, our field, the sight lines, um, the the pitch, which, hey, we'll be the first to admit the pitch is obviously not great when you're throwing turf it's, down. It's, it's in bad condition right now. Yeah. And it looked at at its worst um, against D.C. So we're not we're not giving you shit for that. But. Then to also bring in the argument about the narrowness, which is, I mean, if there's like a dead horse, like it is, it's they've beaten. they've beaten it to the ground, past yeah. the ground. They've beaten it, beaten it, beaten it, beaten it. And it's just like to keep bringing up the same thing. And then to me, I, I feel like he kind of started to lean on the fact that it was it was hard to watch on broadcast. And for that reason, I guess he's never watched an NYCFC game at home. I and it's I, so much better to watch. Yeah. And I don't know how, I also don't know how you can be like a promise prominent MLS account. And you have never watched a home game for one of the best teams in the league for like the last seven years. That to me just seems like yeah crazy. But that aside, um, then he kind of started to divulge into the narrowness and how that has an effect on how well we're playing. Um, but, didn't want the implication that that is the reason we're winning to be attached to him. But it's like, obviously that is the point of the argument you're making when you're saying the field is narrow and it supports our play. So then like the next logical step is we are winning because the field is narrow and it supports our play. Um, but then he could try to try to keep leaning on like it. This is not, uh, this is not why you're playing well. You guys are still a good club and all this stuff. It's like, didn't want to say it. you're like attacking it though. Like, you know, what's going to happen when you tweet yeah. this stuff, obviously, People Maybe sounded off. Cra- yeah, people sounded off crazy. I mean, his if he didn't throw the phone on airplane mode for the beginning of the week, uh, work must not have been. Nothing must have been fun in his life because I mean, New Yorkers were killing him. Jonathan Sanchez obviously going crazy on him. Paul Harvey, Maximo's dad was in there teeing up. It's just <laughs> like it's crazy when when something happens within the the, the NYCFC Twitter community. Yeah. And you Where? click in, and then you see, like, oh, I know all these names. And they're all replying to this thing, and it's not looking good for this guy. Yeah, he got, he got murdered, and um, rightfully so. It's just stupid. Um, first of all, nobody wants us NYCFC to have a stadium more than NYCFC fans. I don't know how many times we have to say that. I don't know mm-hmm. how many times I have to scream into the void. We want a stadium more than y'all want us to have a stadium. Yep. So you're, you're, scream- you're preaching to the choir. 
Second of all, the the dimensions of our field have been public for a long time. Yeah. Well, people just don't people just don't believe it because like the Phil Curtains or Jim Curtin. I always forget this guy's name, but like they always make these like snide little comments after they get their ass dude, beat dude, at Yankee Stadium, and they're like, tactics. "Well, if the field wasn't sixty-eight yards wide, then you know we probably would have been better." And it's like, it is listed and like documented. Not only are we FIFA regulated, like right. our, and for anybody that wants to lean on the thing that we're not allowed to play Concacaf games there because of the field side, that is not the case. It's because of uh, stationary advertisements in Yankee Stadium that cannot be removed, and Concacaf doesn't allow it because of that. Um, that's something I learned this weekend, which is great to know because I thought these dudes did have some ammo against us, right. but like they don't. It is FIFA regulated. I think they said uh, Fulham in the Prem has the same same field size as us. Yeah, and I've never, ever, ever, ever heard somebody talk about that. No, ever. never. And you know why? Because... Can you imagine like Pep goes to Fulham and cries that the field is like a yard too short? Yeah, no, it's stupid. He and get Sky Sports genuinely, would kill him. Genuinely, He'd kill him. Type into Google. How big is the soccer pitch at at, uh, at Yankee Stadium? Mm-hmm. Get the dimensions. Train on a field that is that <laughs> size for a yeah. week and still come and get your ass beat. Yeah, yeah. Plain it's and crazy. simple. I have a dr- I have a dream of one day we have to we have to talk to the the powers that be at the club and like I don't know maybe buy seventy yardsticks, drive our asses to Yankee <laughs> Stadium. Uh. And just lay them down one by one, continuous on camera. That's it. Like that's the end of the story. We're we're done talking about it. Anybody ever talks about it again? Tweet the link. That's it. Yeah, it has to be done. Somebody has to do. I think Glenn did something similar. He stepped with his feet. Now, if I was like a rabid Philly or Red Bull supporter, I'd be like, "All right, buddy. Like, how big are your feet? This means literally nothing to me." So, we need yards. We need like proper. We need it broken down here. What what's sad is you can't just accept that a home team is winning at home in one of the most prestigious stadiums in the United States, and that this club playing on a shorter field went and won a, a championship before your legacy MLS squad full of dumpsters. <sighs> that to me, that to me is one of the craziest things. Like then when That's he's the anger but no when he started listing the stats say what you're really of, at. of home field right when he started listing the stats of home field i'm like oh you mean the oldest sports concept known to man a team will play but let's go to like men's water polo like if they have yeah. a home swimming pool they're gonna outperform uh statistically over time there like Let's say anything, anything. Let, let's just say that Atlanta United played better on a very, very, very watered down pitch. Yeah. They're going to be watering down their pitch every single home game. Yep. If they played better on a dry pitch, they'd be sucking that thing dry. Pause. Yeah. I would just say, I would just say everybody uh, should be happy, you know, and when it comes to the, the quality of the field, just be happy. We, we don't have turf. We don't roll turf out there. I would much rather play on some shitty grass thrown on top of infield dirt than have Santi lose his ACL that's another thing. because of turf that, and you know knock th- on knock on wood that's one everything. thing I wanted to be I wanted to look up I, I wish I knew the knowledge but we have to we have to be one of the safest stadiums in the league I have never in my knowledge, I've never seen anybody go down with a serious injury in, in Yankee Stadium. I think it was just, I mean, 
it was because Mac or Matty tackled him, Gregor. Right. But that was a, a Liz, tackle. A Liz Frank. Yeah, nothing related to open play. They're not a near another player and right. something non contact or anything. Right. Like full like I think he's he's gotta be one of maybe a handful mm-hmm. of players that have left with a serious injury. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was a bad tackle by Pellegrini. Yep. I, I want that stat to be out there. Why is that stat not out there? When dudes the are shredding their knees in every other stadium. Revs have turf. I mean, careers are ending in other stadiums, and you're worried that we're that we're beating you in one of the most prestigious stadiums in the world. Yeah, I, I just don't. And I think it's weird. And I think to to cap off the home stadium thing, uh, Juan, obviously a good friend of the show, asked a great question of Cushing of you know what it means to play at Yankee Stadium versus anywhere else, or play play at home. You know whether it's Yankee Stadium or City Field. Um, what does it mean? And Cushing's answer, he just talked about having that 12th man. It was like a, a Seattle Seahawks type thing. Having that 12th man, he said it's literally like having another player on the field. Yep. And it's just, you know, that's that's what home field advantage is. Like I said, one of the oldest concepts of sports known to man is you will right. perform at home. So we don't have the luxury this week. We're going to Houston. Um, you know, another not so great team, in my opinion. Um, they have Hector Herrera, though, who I saw some stat. Like, I think he's taken five shots in all three games and not scored a goal. And that's only happened like a handful of times in history. Um, but I guess they've got one win, two losses. Um, I like our chances. I think we're hot right now. Yeah, I think we we really need to go into Houston. Um and, and really, really, really smack them. <laughs> yeah, and it could get tough with no, uh, no Chano, no Alenich. I think those are our only two international players. I'm not sure what Houston squad looks like in terms of players departing, but we're gonna see something interesting. We're, we might see Alfaro get some time. We might Hopefully. see. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It'll be good to see what he looks like if he does end up playing. Maybe we'll see Sands drop back there and mm-hmm. go into the midfield. Who Selfishly, knows? I really wish. Alenich would have not gotten called up because I think we would have seen the first Tavon at center back and Alenich right back you, experiment. You still see and Tavon it would have been beautiful at center back we and, could. and Jason at right back. It, yeah, I mean, Cushing likes Jason. Anything, literally anything's possible. Man, um, this, this studio is cold. <laughs> studio is cold. Studio. <laughs> that, uh, this is my bedroom. <laughs> um. But yeah, man, Houston, Houston on the weekend. I'm, um, I'm excited for. It. I mean, we're gonna have to score goals. I don't know who's gonna do it. It's, it's gonna have to be Santi, probably. Um, be it being uh, a part of it, and Keaton, Santi and Keaton being a part of it. If I'm a goal, if we only have one goal, I would say a Matty goal is incoming. I just think it's, it's been on the cards, and it just hasn't happened yet. I, I think love a that Ma- a Matty goal, um, and I wouldn't be happier for anybody else. Uh, more than Matty to get a goal. I think he really deserves it. Um, I want to see him score. I want to see Alfaro play some minutes, uh, some quality minutes, and really see what he's where about. he's at and what, what, what he's about. Um, other than that, I, I'd like to see Hack get back into the squad because it looks like he has that opportunity. I think uh, I think Ledesma could be the kiss of death. <sighs> I'm like, could be. I, I don't know when we bring in another midfielder that I don't know if we really need that at the moment, especially yeah. if, if we rate Hack as highly as we do. Um, it's going to be a, a battle of those two. But good. So. I, want, I want him to be sharpened. So, um, And then, yeah, I mean, hopefully, last last comment, I want to get this in. 
hopefully, or maybe I'll go on record and say this, this will be the last international duty uh, where Keaton does not leave the team. How about that one? Because that boy should be down in Florida right now. Yeah. He should absolutely be down in Florida. If he keeps playing like he did to the prior three games, this is going to be the last international duty with Keaton around. Yeah, well, it depends. And I would wish nothing more. It depends largely on um, who we appoint, if it's Greg again or whoever. Yeah. Um, I think it, it depends largely on his future because I think he's got, like, World Cup and a half in him, and he needs to be called up now for it. Yeah, that's that's what it's going to have to be. So that's 93. That's the, the Alfaro special. Hopefully he shows us something special this weekend. Um obviously follow us on on all the socials sub here like the video and everything it helps out with the algorithm um comment if anything we said uh outraged you if you're mls buzz and somehow you saw this <laughs> and you now like want us yeah deplatform that's fine let us know in the comments too um but we appreciate you know anybody that sticks around um and yeah that's yeah comment do it. your uh player of the season so far we'll see who's made it this far uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.